Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail. And I have my whole Monorail family here with me today, starting with the lady on my left. Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail is here. Hello. How are you? Fine. Are you having a magical day? Nope, not at Disney. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't been to Disney this weekend. No, that's sad. We went Friday. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) We were there. (laughs) Never mind. Across from Samantha Monorail is... Rabbit stew. Stew? Rabbit stew. Is it better than soup? No. Same thing. No. What's the difference? A stew and a soup. What is, is the difference? Stew is heartier and thicker. I've had a hearty vegetable beef soup in my day. Um, That would be stew. No. It's soup. <laughs> Next to rabbit stew and finally, but not leastly... Chicken fingers. Chicken fingers today. Chickens don't have fingers. Where do chicken fingers come from? Tendies. (laughs) Haven't you ever seen the chickens walking around in their little talons? I don't want to think of them having fingers. (laughs) That's disturbing. That's a disturbing image I don't need in my head. It's like little round sausages. Oh, no. (laughs) That's even worse. What if they had hands coming out of their wings like bats do? I would be more okay with that than them having fingers on their little, you know, skinny chicken legs. Just fingers? <laughs> Yuck. I'm like, crawling around with human fingers sticking out of the feet. Yeah, not even like a whole hand, just fingers. Yeah, but they That's have weird. tiny little hands coming out of their wings. <laughs> no, they're not tiny little hands. Bats, bats have, like, the way it looks is it almost is like their hands go throughout the whole wing. Yeah. yeah it spreads out from the middle of the wing and then... One of the bones goes out into a yeah. claw. Yeah. yeah, but what I'm talking about is chicken having <laughs> tiny little hands coming out of their well, wings. Well, I wouldn't like that. Like when I'm a person wears wings. I'm imagining baby doll hands on the end of a chicken wing. And I, <laughs> I don't or like it. Or just like the um, Fruit Loops mascot now on the box where it just has like human arms coming out of him. You're talking about Toucan Sam has human yeah. arms? That's When did that happen? I don't remember, but it just started. Ugh. Ooh. I don't like that either. Yeah. I had a weird look. He just has like up. blue arms. Hmm. Yeah, he's always had wings. Yeah. It's how, how do you follow your change. nose? On one side of the box, he has wings, and then on one side, he has arms. So he can change? He's like he's a removable arms. He's a shapeshifter? I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. We've got a image search from Google Toucan Sam with just arms. What? I don't like it. That's the cartoony one, though. That's uh, like a more realistic version. I pick, For some reason, I picture him to have, like, jacked arms, like huge biceps. <laughs> Are you talking about this, Garrett? Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah. On the box, that's weird. It's... Ugh, I don't like it. Stop eating those. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> We're not here to talk about Toucan Sam or birds having human arms. We're here to talk about Disney. 
because this is the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, episode number 95. 95, still alive. Wow. And today is February the 17th of 2020. Already past Valentine's Day. I hope you enjoyed it. We gave you the warning, so it shouldn't have caught you by surprise. I hope you had big plans. We had big plans for Valentine's Day. Yeah, we ate sausage and sauerkraut. Yeah. And where did we do that? At the beer garden. At beer garden. McKenna's favorite restaurant of I all love time. beer garden so much. She was begging for it. It's very good. It was good. Yeah, we tried a little bit of everything. I was smart this time and didn't like get huge portions of each thing that I wanted. I got like just a couple bites of each little thing, and I feel like I was able to try just about everything. Yeah, me too. And still, even though I was getting very tiny portions, I ate way too much. I know. There's so much food, and but the only thing that you can't get a tiny portion of is the beer cheese soup. It's mm. so good. I got two of those. It's hard not to eat a bunch of that. So mm-hmm. They have this beer cheese soup with the pretzel rolls that you can get and dip into the beer cheese soup. Oh, I don't know if it gets much better than that. I just eat it at this point. I skip the roll, just eat the just beer the cheese. Just the soup. The rolls are good, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to give you guys, if you're not familiar with Beer Garden, this is located in the Germany Pavilion in Epcot. And... It's a buffet-style, family-style dining experience. So it's basically one price for adults, one price for kids. At dinner, the price is $46 per adult, and children are 29 which is honestly a little bit expensive for children because... Really, I mean, they offer them the children offerings. I mean, they can get anything they want. They can get a hot dog. But they have hot dogs and they have like (laughs) baked mac and and cheese (laughs) and they have potato pancakes. That's a lot to pay for that if the kids are just going to eat that. Yeah, it is expensive, but it does taste good. It's good for something to do on a special occasion like we did it for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get all kinds of traditional German foods. They've got some pretty good German potato salad. They've got a very good three bean salad. They had a cucumber salad, tomato salad, all this stuff. That mushroom. Oh, um, yeah, like a mushroom. It wasn't necessarily a salad, salad, but it was pickled mushroom and onion. Oh, my gosh. It was good. It sounds gross, but it was awesome. I didn't get it, but there was a worst salad. Oh, Oh, yeah. I got that. That was good. It's just slices of sausage. Yeah. It was like cold sausage. With pickle. With pickles? What was in there? Dang, I should have gotten some. It was good. Yeah. Um, And then once you get past all the cold offerings, then they've got the sausages that you can get. There's like a, a brat, and they have the... Why am I blanking on what you call the... The worst. They have a worst and they have a brat, right? Isn't a brat worst? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't know what it's called, but it was very good. They've got two sausages. They had sauerkraut, mm-hmm. rotisserie chicken. They had salmon. Salmon. And they had a carving station. Yeah. They had. Oh, they also have pork schnitzel. Schnitzel, yeah. And you can get Hunter's gravy to go on top of it, which is really good. And on the carving station, they had uh, roasted pork. It was really good. They also had um, a beef and gravy, and that was pretty good. And they had German uh, meatballs as well. And those were really good. I ate a lot. Yeah. A lot. And then they also, you know, if you 
don't feel like murdering yourself after you've eaten all those sausages and everything on the um, the dinner menu. You can grab several different desserts. Yeah. Yeah. And I grabbed a lot of those, too. And I had a pint of beer. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> These were great decisions. They had. Oh, wait. It wasn't a pint. I meant a liter, a liter of beer. Yeah. Yeah. We both had a liter of the Dunkel. I think whenever I said I wanted a liter of Dunkel, she hesitated for a second. Because I think she was like, do you mean half? <laughs> yeah. No, lady. I she need a liter. She doesn't know too well. <laughs> But the recommended dessert is the apple strudel with the vanilla sauce. But they also had like a, uh, what do they call it, a black forest cake. Mm-hmm. And then they had, they had some sort of a blueberry tart. They had brownies. They had chocolate chip cookies. It was blueberry crumble. A blueberry crumble. Lots of good choices. And, I mean, all the while enjoying, enjoying the atmosphere of the uh, German band that's up on stage playing polka music and leading toasts. And all sorts of things. Lots of people like to get down in front of the band. There's a little area you can dance around. Yeah. Lots of kids like to do that. They do the chicken dance. They do the chicken jam- hmm, that's dance. That's fun. It's really a fun environment. And I feel like if you like German food, and I know a lot of people are a little picky. So, I mean, they. I don't think if you're a picky person, you should necessarily go to this restaurant because you're not going to get your money's worth. Yeah, it's pretty limited for um, picky people. But if you like sausages and sauerkraut, and like the pork schnitzel, I feel like is a safe play if you're kind of picky because it's well, really just breaded pork. Yeah, and so is the roast beef and the roasted pork. Yeah, and there's I, chicken. There's yeah. So I guess there's still some options even if you're picky. But I think to get the most out of it, you have to be open to eating the German stuff. Yeah. And um, but we always this is our well as a family our second time going. I've been at least one other time when I went with my parents long long ago, and we always really enjoy it. It's yeah. great. I went before you guys moved here. Oh, yeah. And I really enjoyed it by, by yourself. <laughs> yeah. You get seated. So here's something else to know about this restaurant. You do get seated with other parties, unless you're a party of eight, because that would be a full table. If you're a party of two, four, five, you'll probably get seated with other people at your table. Yeah. And it's close. It's tight. Like, you got to really be um, on your best elbow manners, because <laughs> you could elbow the people beside you. Yeah, but it's always fun because we talk to people that are from different areas. And we had a couple who were dressed up like Frank was supposed to at Epcot. Yeah. A guy was wearing Lederhosen. (laughs) Yeah. It was great. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was. It's always a good time. It's a fun atmosphere. Good food. I always come out of there feeling like we got our money's worth because we really enjoy it. And, you know... I think you can go places in Epcot and spend a lot of money and come out feeling like you didn't get your money's worth. Coral Reef. That was not good. Garrett, did you like Beer Garden? Yeah. I didn't have much because I am pretty picky. But I really liked the sausages I got. And I got pretzel rolls, which are always really good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to break you of your pickiness. I'm going to make the weirdest (laughs) stuff all week this week. No. No. It's good stuff, and I do highly recommend that restaurant. I wanted to tell you guys about something. I don't know if you know this, but you know, Muppet Vision went down for a quick refurb. I haven't seen the theater since it reopened, but it's back up now. But since it opened, they actually put some new Muppets merchandise in that Legends of Hollywood shop in, over in Hollywood Studios. Did you know this was happening? I haven't. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so a few different things. They added a... Uh, jean jacket with Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem on it. 
I'm showing them now. Thank you. So there's the jean jacket, um, which, if you're interested in that, is $80. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> they also have a Kermit and Miss Piggy love top for $40. It's like a sweater. I saw that. It's very cute. Yeah. And then there are Muppets leggings for $40, which $40. are very colorful and kind of busy. But just interesting. Um, you know, the Muppets made a return to the Magic Kingdom this weekend for President's Day weekend doing Great Muppets in History, uh, but mostly the Dad American Dad said, parts. is it Great Muppets in History? I said Great Moments. moments. I thought you said Muppets. <laughs> I said it weird. Yeah. But I did try to say Great Moments in History. Wait, why didn't we go see that? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Because we didn't. We in the Magic Kingdom. <sighs> I guess my question was... Do you feel like this is a good sign, or is this not a big deal in terms of the Muppets' viability in the parks? I think it is a good sign, but because they've hurt our feelings so much, we've got to see um, how this goes. Yeah, I think so. Test the waters. we got to be cautious. Yeah, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, of course... I would love the Muppets to get more love and attention in the parks. I want them to be a part of the theme parks, and I want them to get a like a real restaurant and a real ride. I mean, Muppet Vision's not a ride. It's a show. I want them to get a ride. A Muppet ride would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, though? What would be the ride? It could be anything. But what would it be? Anything. Log <laughs> ride. It could be a log ride. They could do a lot with that. And then they could put Fozzie Bear in the Diamond Horseshoe playing the piano. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it Rolf that plays the piano? It's Rolf. Oh, there you go, Rolf. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but you want Fozzie? Fozzie can do some stand-up at the Diamond yeah. Horseshoe. <laughs> While Rolf's playing. Yeah. All good suggestions. One thing that I was able to get a first-hand look at while I was at the Hollywood Studios was the brand new Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway sign. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It looks awesome. It I didn't does. I didn't we didn't see it light up. We were there during the day, but um right. but, but it was pretty cool looking. It does look cool. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Describe it to me in great detail. It's Mickey and Minnie. And it's a sign. And, great and it says detail. Runaway Railway. Yeah. Well, there's a cool little video. <laughs> there's a cool video you can watch where Goofy actually like plugs in the cables and it all and it lights up. Oh. Yeah. It's a pretty cool promo video for the ride. You should check it out if you haven't seen it. I think it's probably Disney Parks posted on their YouTube. Um, but yeah, it was cool. And it does look like a cool sign. The, and the cool thing is... They're going to be taking the um, Star Wars, A Galaxy Far, Far Away. That show is going away. So I think that stage is going to move, and they're kind of clearing that path so you'll have a nice view when you come in the park down Hollywood Boulevard right to the theater and be able to see it all lit up. It'll, it's going to look great. They could put the hat back. No, well, they couldn't. We don't need that. <laughs> no, thanks. That would be totally obstructive. But I kind of feel like it's interesting because I wonder if they're working towards trying to... Destroy the Tower of Terror. Well, no, not destroy the Tower of Terror, but replace the Chinese theater as the icon of the park like it was meant to be. So it's easier for them to replace the Tower of Terror with something else. I, uh, no, who knows? Why would they ever want to do that? Maybe. Because they did already. Well, maybe in the back of their minds. In Disneyland, but they're not getting rid of this one. Yeah, I don't know. I do not see that happening. We don't want the Twilight Zone to be replaced on no, the Tower of Terror. No, love the but. Twilight Zone. McKenna, stop Stop it. I just Stop putting the ideas do not out there. trust 
I do not trust them. Yeah. Well, and you shouldn't. But I do think that it's probably safe for now. I mean, we just got the park icon wishables, and the Tower of Terror was the park icon for Hollywood Studios. So for now, it's safe. Can I speak about something real quick? Sure. So speaking of wishables... They have the Space Mountain Collection Wishables out right now, mm-hmm. and they're really cool, mm-hmm. because you know about the one month is a different attraction yeah. thing? For many, yeah. For many, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, they're really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just put on that out there. Yeah, the Space Mountain stuff for many was really cool. They've already moved on now, and it's the Pirates of the Caribbean mini. It's so awesome. Yeah, She's she is. gold, and there's really cool ears. There's some cool ears that go oh with it. Oh my gosh. I I love it. Yeah, it's very nice. I like that they're doing this, and they should do it every year. It would be pretty neat if, for each attraction, they put out new wishables as well, and you could get the I, ride vehicle, because I know for Space Mountain, you could get the ride vehicle. I think yeah. that's what they're doing. That's my hunch. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah. Well, last thing I wanted to mention here in the opening segment of the show was we had a chance to experience the new Beauty and the Beast sing-along in the France Pavilion. And Sam, you are a huge Beauty and the Beast fan, and I wanted to know what you thought about this new film. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ouch. I, so, no, I really am a huge Beauty and the Beast. I almost said Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I love it. It's like my favorite Disney movie. But then when we got in there, they changed the story. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what? I didn't even want to sing along because that just made me feel irritated. Like, they're making LeFou a good guy? Uh, Garrett, you've already given your opinion. It's a little silly that this offended you so much. (laughs) He's not a good guy. They're changing the story to make it a little more fun for the kids to sing along. Who cares about the children? (laughs) It's not about the kids. Disney does. And by the way, they have great songs. They don't need to change anything. Well, they kind of put him in there to tie it all together without having to play the whole movie. The movie ties itself together. You can... That's what I said. They didn't want to play the whole movie. People would be sitting there for an hour. Then put Mrs. Potts as the narrator. They did. But don't put that guy in because it didn't, it didn't add to it. I mean, what'd you guys think? Did you hate it or love it? I haven't it? seen it. I didn't love it, but I don't think it was the worst thing the when world has ever seen. When did you see this? Where were you? It was the day you wouldn't get up. Was it the day we oh, went and did yeah. Rise of the Resistance? And we yeah. just left you. Yeah. Because I was out until like two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think this is going to cause the apocalypse. I think it was No fine. one thinks that either. Mom doesn't think that. But I know, I'm joking. Honestly, I don't think I would go back to it again. I don't don't think I need to see it again. Whereas the Frozen sing-along, it's actually like a fun experience, and I enjoy going, and you get a different experience every time because of the historians. Yeah. This one, there's really no... And they don't even... There's nothing special going on in the theater. Mm -mm. Like, it's just, they play a film, you can sing along if you want to, and then you leave. That's all I had for today. Anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap up segment one? Nope. No? No. (laughs) M34D is coming up. And we'll be back. Stay with us.
Hey guys, this is Landon from the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, and I want to tell you about my friend Nick, because with 25 resort locations, four theme parks, two water parks, you have to book your dining reservations 180 days in advance, not to mention the 60-day window for your fast passes. There is so much on your plate when you're going down to the Walt Disney World resorts. Don't worry, because Nick, he has your back. Book a trip with Nick Salcedo at Capture the Magic Vacation and let him be your guide to your uniquely magical vacation at any Disney destination with no cost to you. Let Nick do the hard part of planning while you and your party get excited about your trip to the most magical place on earth. As a graduate of Disney's College of Disney Knowledge, hey, that rhymes, Nick is an expert at all things Disney and will truly help put the magical touch on your vacation. Contact Nick today at nick.salcedo, that's S-A-L-C-E-D-O, at ctmvagent.com and let's start planning your next trip. Also, be sure to visit his website at capturethemagicvacation.com forward slash agent forward slash Nick dash Salcedo. And be sure to mention the Monday Morning Monorail podcast when you book your trip for a very special surprise. That's Nick Salcedo with Capture the Magic Vacation. Long before the old Model T round about the turn of the century, folks discovered a barrel of fun. Taking pictures by the light of the sun. Smile, hug, look at the camera. Hold your breath and say cheese. Cheese, little did they realize back then they were making memories. Making memories, making memories. Taking pictures is making memories. Catching Welcome back to the monorail. This is the Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. And joining me to complete the dynamic duo that is the Dawes and me is Landon the Dawes Dome. <laughs> That's our, that is our dynamic duo catchphrase or what mantra? No name. I don't know. Landon. Keep digging. This is fantastic. Landon, welcome to the monorail. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I guess. Uh, it's good to be coming to you following that stellar introduction thank you very much uh wow uh one of us is a uh, broadcasting professional and i guess they just showed which one it is oh yes thank you uh <laughs> <laughs> oh excuse me i'm supposed to say hello governor it's me london oh, what, what? oh no the evil hello, takeover governor, it's a eel turn wallow <laughs> <laughs> and this is the part where I admit that I don't have a good British accent. <laughs> that was pretty good. I think yeah, all you have I, to... I, I think it was more Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. Like, yeah. if we're being completely honest, that's that's where it comes from. That's totally appropriate for this show. So <laughs> that makes good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it does because it's me and in down. <laughs> Let's throw another shrimp on the... Wait, nope, nope. That's another yep, country, yep, my that's, friend. That's on Hold the other continent. end of the globe. Um. Yeah, uh, so Landon, you did not join us last week for the show, but you were certainly in our thoughts and our mentions. Um. Yeah, a lot of mentions. <laughs> I, I was, I would, I would have called them. I was more in your shots fired. But no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Samantha Monorail, I'm looking at you. <laughs> it's all from a place of love, of course. I will bring my W two next time I come down to the most magical place on earth, and I'll show you how much money I don't make. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, we're happy to have you back. And I know you're thrilled to be here for today's discussion of M34D because while this is something that I know it was, it had come and gone before you had a chance to really experience it. Um, I have the vaguest of memories of this, and it was probably from its run more in Magic Kingdom. But oh, this is a great sell job. You're doing good. Keep going. It started in Epcot, which is, of course, where our M3 journey has taken taken us now. And I don't know that I would call it a magic journey that we've taken so far, but it certainly is today. And that's because we're talking about the 3D film Magic Journeys in the Imagination Pavilion starting October 1st, 1982, and lasting a surprising almost four years. (laughs) (laughs) It almost was able to complete its freshman through senior uh, school uh, schedule. But unfortunately, it did not. Yeah, we're uh, we're talking about this, and we're going to tease. This is something that almost didn't make it to the finish line when it came to day one opening of Epcot, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, we're going to have to get into that, dig into the development of this project, but um, I, like I said, I have the vaguest of memories of this show. Mostly it's more the, I can remember the soundtrack pretty well, Um, and nowadays, of course, you will hear some of this music in Epcot forever. If you have a chance to see that show, not only from the magic journey show, but also from the pre-show, which was making memories, both scored by the Sherman brothers. So, I mean, you know, you've got at least the power of the Sherman brothers behind the audio, which probably is why it's so memorable and good. Now the visuals and also explained why people nearly rioted when they took it away, but please continue. But now the visuals, that may be another story. Um, just to give you a foundation, this was the 3D show that actually opened on opening day of Epcot with the Imagination Pavilion, and it anchored that pavilion for six months until Imagination, the Journey into Imagination, actually opened later in March. Landon's got, <laughs> Landon's got his Figment shirt on today in support of our hero. Figment's my dude! Yeah. He's the the best. Uh, Maybe not getting the the love and attention he should be getting today. Um, Maybe not on the ride, but I feel like just based on all the money that Disney makes, putting him on every piece of merchandise, I think Pigment's going to be okay. I think you're probably right about that and i i only i can only hope so um, i hope so because i mean we'll we'll get into this in later episodes y'all need to treat figment better when it comes to attractions yeah he's only the icon of one of your dadgum parts exactly god yeah treat him as he deserves give him an appropriate ride let's get some updated technology but one we'll talk- little spark of inspiration <laughs> but we will talk about that another day because that's like called I said, a tease in it, the business it did it, the journey into imagination didn't open until 83. Um, exactly. That might surprise some people. That was not a day one attraction for Epcot. Yeah. I think it was planned to be a day one attraction. But as we'll talk about in some other aspects of the Imagination Pavilion, not everything got there for day one. Right. Yeah. I mean, Disney has gone through this opening parks thing a couple of times now. So... 
you would think that they'd have more of their ducks in a row in terms of getting things ready to go. But if you watch the Imagineering story, it seems pretty common that each time a new park opens, there is a sprint to the finish line to make mm-hmm. sure that things are ready to go, tested, operational. Um, a lot of fluid parts, yeah. surprisingly, leading up to the open of a park. And I guess if you think about it, it kind of makes a makes a bit of sense because you've got a big date that you're like, we're opening the park on this day. You've got to advertise that to the public to make sure there's demand and people are going to be there. Now, the individual development of the rides, it's almost like, well, we'll try our best to get it all done and open by the time the park (laughs) opens, but we can't delay the park opening. We've already told everybody. That is true, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, come hell or high water, the park will open and it may just open without a ride or two, but hey, we can throw a 3D show in there and make sure we're pleasing the crowds. Um, and that's what they did with Magic Journeys. Now, let me just tell you, if you never got a chance to watch Magic Journeys, it's about 15 to 17 minutes long. It's it's um, an interesting investment of your time. I would put it I would put it kind of on par with watching the Star Wars Holiday Special in terms of do you oh need boy. to see it? No. Should you see it? <laughs> Maybe. And if you're a person who, um, you know, enjoys trippy, weird, like alternate reality kind of entertainment, then you may. Likes to do some recreational <laughs> things that yeah. are frowned upon by certain states. Yeah, it may be right up your alley in that case. Um, man, this, this video, uh, it, 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 watching it in 2D is. Um, I think it almost takes it to another level because some of the things you see in it in 2D is like, what what are we seeing? Why are we doing this? Um, but we'll kind of get into that um, a little bit more as we go. Landon, I, I wanted to give you the opportunity now because you teased it before. Now, we had said that this particular show almost didn't make it to opening day. So Disney had a plan B. And what was that plan B? Uh, yeah, you made reference to it and making reference to me making reference to it. We're just getting into a whole meta loop, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, this is an attraction that up until the very, very last, I guess, uh, production plan, they weren't expecting this to be day open so or, uh, to be open on day one so much to the point that they had the Dream Finder. Uh, I believe he was played by uh, Ron Snyder. Not Rob Snyder, Ron <laughs> okay. Snyder. Uh, very, very important difference. But uh, I believe that's who was playing the Dreamfinder at that time. They had him shoot a film uh, that was going to be used as almost like a tease. Like like they had a new footage showing them getting together this film. But be like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, just didn't get ready. But what we have right now is a taste. So uh, be sure and come back when it's open. But they had a full-blown video and a teaser ready to roll in case this didn't open day one. But lo and behold, right down to the wire, it got in. So yeah. very interesting. And I believe it is Yesterworld on YouTube. Uh, they have some of the footage with Big Old Emblazon not for sale yeah. uh, across the the uh, video. But check that out if, if you're a fan of the Imagination attraction. Yeah. For sure. Like, that's an interesting little... It's it's basically like a deleted scene for a theme park, like something we never got to see, but it is out there if you're interested. Um, but as you said, they did make it on time, the, the film was completed, and then they were ready for opening day. 
And this film was located in the Imagination Pavilion. But what you got to think about is if you know where the Honey, I Shrunk the Audience film was or Captain EO or now the Pixar short film theater, that's where it was. So adjacent to the ride building, essentially. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's, it's connected, but not really connected. Um, up near the dancing fountains, which are always fun to watch. <laughs> um, so the, the show opened, and before you actually went into the theater to see the 3D film, you had a pre-show, again, scored by Robert and Richard Sherman, um, called Making Memories, which was like a, a slideshow of, of pictures. And the reason was that this whole pavilion was sponsored by Kodak. So, <laughs> yep, and uh, I have a feeling we will be talking about the Kodak sponsorship in this and in other yeah. M340s. Yeah, the Kodak sponsorship for sure influenced some of the content and some of the design, um, and it even some character design. Yeah, as it turned out, exactly. So we'll find out, you know, how maybe that influenced one of our favorite characters in the future. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about this film. Uh, it's, again, opened October 1st, 1982. You can tell that this was... It looked like it was shot in the 70s. Like, if, if you look at the kids that are in this movie, the clothes, and <laughs> and, and really just the style and, and everything, it's it's very, very 70s, this film. Um, they told everybody to keep on trucking, which I thought was weird. <laughs> um, they definitely, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> they definitely use, like, some... Um, digital animation uh, of the day uh, to create some 3D effects with the text that they put on the screen. And then it goes into this very interesting chain of weird events, all beginning with children running through a meadow, looking at some clouds. Um, and then it just, each scene kind of fades into the next in, in a weird stream of consciousness imagination kind of a <laughs> I, it's it's almost it's, it's well it was the 70s so i can only assume that every one of these children were high on lsd <laughs> and or peyote and when they when it started to fade out that's when the children lost consciousness and headed off to uh never never land yeah there are legitimately some scenes in the film that would be a little creepy if you were watching it um, today, like even today uh, in a 3D picture. Like, like one, I said a couple weeks ago, they bought the HR Puff and stuff IP, and they're by God, they're going to make some really, <laughs> really messed up stuff with it. Well, at one point, um, you see the kids riding a carousel, and they start reaching out for that the ring, like a brass ring that, we, that you might be able to grab uh, as you're so going not, around. The not the horror movie, the ring. No, not the ring, the, the horror okay, movie. But, right. but but you might feel like it might be because <laughs> the carousel spins around the moon and then bats fly out, like out of nowhere. Okay, all right, that, that checks out. <laughs> flying right at you. The moon becomes a witch and then a mask, an Olmec head, and... <laughs> Like, like, like from, from Legends of the Hidden Temple? Basically, like a stone Olmec head, and then turns into a, a cat. The cat turns into a sphinx, which turns into a lion jumping through a hoop at a circus, which is where it gets even creepier, because then we get to see a trumpet-playing clown, and... Oh, fantastic. Like, then we see a clown on long stilts. Like, it's one of these things that if this were a dream, it would be a nightmare. 
uh, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm just tripping right now, uh, <laughs> just based on that description. Holy Lord, man. And, and and I'm guessing as people exited the theater, they would have to take a drug test that they would fail right on the spot. Because whatever they just saw was, like, visual acid. Yeah. Yeah, this would oh have probably, God. like... Uh stuck with you a bit so like similar to the the video in the ring that just has a series of disturbing like vignettes i feel like that's kind of what magic journeys was but they make it like calming and relaxing because you've got this nice magic journeys (laughs) playing over the top of it um which just basically could put you into like a trance-like state and who knows this is like me- transcendental meditation. You might like reach a higher plane if you really focus on this video. I was gonna say this is some heavy stuff. Like for all we know, there's like some sect uh, out in the like desert of the uh, New Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, you know, highlands or whatever. Just they they achieved transcendentalation. <laughs> I, 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 I think that's the term. They transcended. I'm going to give you a, like, like, I don't really know what I'm talking about, but, but, but they totally achieved transdentilation and they went out to the, to the highlands of the New Mexico desert and they're now living together I'm because sure. they've been brought together by this crazy AF video. No kidding. It's wild. Wild indeed. So as we mentioned, this video ran for nearly four years and then it eventually was replaced by Captain EO. When it got replaced, it took a little... Shimona! Sorry. (laughs) When it got replaced, it took a little bit of time off in Orlando and then eventually moved. December 15th, 1987, it opened up in Fantasyland, replacing the Mickey Mouse Review, and it lasted until 1993, which is so insane to me. Wait, what? Yeah. It played until 1993. Holy Lord, man. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, a little nuts, a little nuts. So basically, it ran in Orlando. It ran for eleven years, and this film was outdated when it started. <laughs> so I much would have rather seen the Mickey Mouse review rather than yeah, this. probably yeah. For being completely honest, yeah. Um, when it closed in Magic Kingdom, it was replaced by Legend of the Lion King from '94 to 2002, and then now Mickey's PhilharMagic is in that theater. So Philhar Magic say okay, I like it. I like that one a lot too. Mm-hmm. While it was operating in Epcot, it actually did open in Tomorrowland at Disneyland, and it ran for only two years because I guess they had a little more sense about them, and they were like, mm. "Yeah, like this sucks." No, no, let's not keep this around. It also opened in Tokyo Disneyland in '85 and lasted till uh, 1987. Um, both of those, by the way, the Disneyland and Tokyo Disneyland version were replaced by Captain EO. And, um, yeah, it's, oh, it says 16 minutes. I was, I was in the neighborhood. I was like 15 to 17 minutes. Yeah. 16 minutes, (laughs) um, directed by, here's something I thought was pretty interesting that the film was directed by Murray Lerner and he is like a, a documentarian that focuses on, um, musical acts. Like he did a documentary about the who, uh, for example, um, an award-winning documentarian. How he ended up writing and directing this is mm. puzzling to me. Yeah, it kind of feels like a stretch, but you know, uh, paycheck's a paycheck. I'll just say that. Wow, this is quite. And an plus, like, like I, I have to wonder, especially with somebody like him, uh, who clearly does have an eye for this and probably had a vision coming into this project 
was it tampered with after the fact and what we got was that or was this just straight up his thought I would be curious to see uh, to see if there was some like you know meddling after the fact you know uh, some executive producers come in and look at it and you know executive produce all over the place yeah. so to speak that's it's possible that it definitely got altered after he was done with it but I don't know man I he he seems to be the one that gets all the whether you want to call it credit or blame it's all um, yeah, well, well regardless uh, again paycheck's a paycheck and I'm willing to bet he cashes them just as easily so. yeah <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's it's definitely a, a confusing narrative um, to follow along with confusing narrative feels like a very good uh, descriptor for this segment <laughs> <laughs> well yeah the, the way it's it's all it makes it tough to describe. Because it's just I mean like bizarre. yes, this is like like this is trying to describe abstract. Yeah. There's some shapes and colors and then they do things and then fifteen minutes later you're questioning life. Yeah. So you know. I mean Magic Journeys no longer with us. I'm shocked it lasted as long as it did. Seriously, um, it, it, it seems like everywhere except Orlando had had enough uh, foresight to be like, we need to kill this as fast as possible. You know, all things cycle back up. They've got this thing in the vault somewhere. You think they'd ever do like a special showing of Magic Journeys? It's interesting that they used the song in Epcot Forever. You kind of feel like they could set up like a temporary viewing location. Go check this out. Let's go see. If if I were Disney, I'd be thinking, let's show the people this Epcot that everybody's all nostalgic for because you're going to realize, look, you don't want this back. This was crazy. (laughs) Wow. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I know you've got these great memories for it here. Let's relive it. Now, did you really want that to stay forever? This is our argument for Epcot. (laughs) That said, I don't know if we need the Guardians of the Dadgum Galaxy. I I, I kind of get what you're saying. (laughs) I know. And I'm mostly talking to myself here. Like, Turning a negative into a positive. There it is. Yeah. Booyah. <laughs> so oh, we by the probably... way, speaking of Booyah, uh, tune into Cartoon Network because there's a Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go crossover happening tonight. Nice. Also, that's that's all I've been doing this past weekend, just watching nothing but Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go <laughs> on Cartoon Network. Well, so so the last thing I'll say about uh, the attraction, ma- making or Magic Journeys, I will say negative into a positive. You probably would never have had to wait in line for this ride or this this show. So and it probably go. would have had air conditioning question. Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it may have been air conditioned. So all right. Let's wrap it up. If people want to follow along with your Teen Titans, I know you're live tweeting Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. So if people want to follow along, <laughs> where can they find all the action? Uh, I'm really not, but sure, let's go with it. Uh, L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me. Land Don, I'm the best. Land Don, not the rest. Uh, that's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time, on the Twitter.com. I also on the website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. Uh, that's where you can find exclusively posted episodes of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. You can find... Um, we're going to call them vintage episodes of Near Fall Radio if you're a fan of the sweet science of professional wrestling. But in lieu of that, I invite you to go to the iTunes store and search the R&D Project because, ladies and gentlemen, myself and Will Rab, we are back bringing you the new hotness that is the R&D Project. Also, 
with a little bit of a near fall radio sprinkled in at the end. So if you are a fan of the sweet science of professional wrestling, we got a podcast for you. If you're not a fan of the sweet science of professional wrestling, just still download and listen to the first part. And then also be sure to leave a uh, five-star review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. Oh, and Zoe just decided to break something in the background. So uh, with that being said, I'm also on the Phil Show on <laughs> News Talk 98.7 WOKI radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday, uh, streaming worldwide at Newstalk987.com and available in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Be sure to search the Phil Show, News Talk 987. There it is. Melanin, thank you so much for helping me walk through. Are you sure you want to thank me? I do thank you for going on this magic journey with me today. I've always enjoyed making memories with you. This is the worst segment I've ever done. In fact, I I, I might be retiring from broadcast after this. This was terrible. Sam, you know what? You're right. You win. (laughs) I think people are going to love it. And you're going to want to come back next week because we're going to do it all again. So until that that time. Have a good week, buddy. I'll see you next time. All right. We'll we'll hope for the best. Expect the worst. Welcome back to the monorail. It is time to close out the show with our special feature. We're going back to something we discussed previously at the beginning. Well, actually, it wasn't even at the beginning of the year. It was like a couple weeks ago. We we discussed our Magic Kingdom Never Have I Ever list. And we, yeah. we went through all the attractions and the restaurants and different things available in the Magic Kingdom. And we talked about those things we haven't done. Since then, we've actually knocked out one or two things. Diamond Horseshoe being one of them. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Which was really good. Mm-hmm. Glad we did it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun to do this, and we decided to move it on to Epcot today and talk about things that are available, still available, that haven't closed yet, um, that we have never done before. So we'll just kind of get started. Like we'll go Future World, as it's still called today, and then we'll go into World Showcase. And I'll just I'll list things that I know for sure that we haven't done. And we'll see what we think about it and see if we should put it on the list. So going into Future World, let's start out what they call Future World East, according to the Epcot map. Um, You know, this is where you've got Spaceship Earth. You've got Mission Space. We've done both missions, green and orange. Yeah. They've got Test Track. um, The Epcot Experience, which we've done. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They've got Electric Umbrella, which just closed, yeah, but we did it before never, it closed. I've never eaten there. <laughs> I didn't, you didn't eat there either. Me and McKenna did. Yeah, and I'm glad it's closed. Yeah. <laughs> um, RIP Electric Umbrella. Um, and then Mouse Gear. And really, we've done it. We've done this. We've run the gamut of everything in Future World East. I feel like Epcot is a park that we frequent. Well, it is, but we'll, I think we're going to see a lot more potential things that we haven't done when we get to the uh, world showcase future world west is imagination which of course we've done the disney and pixar short film i've never done that i haven't yet garrett and i did it it was good wasn't it yeah i thought we've all done that no it was just just us um 
That was really good. I haven't been in there since they took out the uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, I guess. No, when they brought Captain EO back for a short time, I went to that. I remember watching the Michael Jackson thing. Is yeah, Captain, Captain EO. EO. Yeah. That's all. That's all I remember. Yeah, but I haven't been since they put in the short film festival. Um, I didn't even know that was over there. I didn't know where that was. I thought it was like some weird dream I had. <laughs> That's where it was. Yeah. Um, they've got some character meet and, meet and greets located in this area. Like in the Imagination Pavilion, uh, you could meet Ralph and Vanellope. Um, they've also got Joy. You can meet her. Uh, the Land is over there. Oh, here's something we haven't done yet. Just now premiered Awesome Planet inside of the, la- the Land Pavilion. We haven't done that yet. Yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah, we've seen the other two new films, just not that one. Soaring Around the World, Living with the Land. we got Sunshine Seasons, The Garden Grill, and then The Seas with Nemo and Friends, which includes Sea Base and Turtle Talk. So we've knocked all that stuff out. Future World we have covered. Garden Grill was only Garrett and me, though. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You guys need but to But between go. the four of us, we've, we've covered it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to go to Garden Grill. That's it's on my good. list for sure. Yeah. The Pixar short film thing, I don't know. Is it, it would it be worth it? Like It was really good. Is it short films that we haven't seen? Yeah. yeah. No, there's one that I had seen before because it was before a movie once. I thought that's where they all came from. They were like they the, a collection of the ones in are, front of but we haven't seen them. Some of them, I mean, oh, there's one of them actually that's meant for the thing. There's hmm. like a Mickey one. Hmm. I th- I think it's good. I think it's worth a, a sit down. You know, just because if you're walking around hot and tired, it's busy. You know, it's not going to be too packed, and I I like it. Are they in three D? No. Not. No. Do they use effects in the theater? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, that's cool. Might want to check that out. It'd probably be more fun than going to the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. hey It was. <laughs> it was much more fun. Okay. So, now we will move right along to World Showcase. Let's go uh, from the Mexico side. So, we'll go clockwise. Mm-hmm. Mexico Pavilion. Grand Fiesta Tour, of course. Uh, Mexico dining. We have eaten inside at, uh, is it La Hacienda that's inside? Yeah. Or is it the San Angel Inn? Uh, it's one of the two. It's the one that's inside where you can see the ride go by. That's where we ate. Is it not on the map? Well, they just don't say, they, all they say is Mexico dining. <laughs> oh, so here we go. Um, San Angel Inn is inside. That's inside. That's the one we ate at. And La Hacienda is outside. Yeah, and La Catina, Cantina. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, days in... I'm not going to even do it. Um, <laughs> Andre will be proud of you if you try to do your Spanish here. Nope, nope, nope. He won't be proud once I butcher it. Um, but we haven't done that either. It's like a quick service. Yeah, they do have quick service outside. That's true. Um, we always... When we're getting quick service from World Showcase, we end up going somewhere in the middle. Like we go to... Places like um, the China Pavilion or, you know. Yeah, we should go get, I think they have taquitos. Yeah, we should definitely try it. I I would do that. I like taquitos. Mm -hmm. In Norway, you can meet Anna and Elsa. We've never done that. Mm. We should meet Anna and Elsa. I'm kind of, I don't know. I am, uh, I met Mary Poppins. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. I'm a little. That's not in Norway. <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking. I'm a little weird about meeting the characters. Ah, you just gotta yeah. have fun with it. Yeah, it's not my priority, though. <laughs> Me neither. 
I think you guys get like nervous, like you feel like there's some social pressure or something. But you just go in, and you just have fun with it. You know, they do most of the talking typically. Especially if you ever meet Jack and Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Jack will not shut his mouth. <laughs> so That sounds like Jack. Yeah. He won't stop talking, so you don't have to worry. You don't have to say anything. I was just gonna say I've never done Oscar House. Oh yeah. Ocker she's Oh that one. <laughs> We've never done that, yeah. Um I would like to do that. That's where the princess dining experience is. You get to meet all the, the princesses. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh. It is the the Kringle bakery. Yeah. Cause they bake Kringlas with almond on them. <laughs> it's so good. And that's where school bread comes from. I, I like school bread, but man, that almond. I think the troll horns good. are good. They got like orange in them. They're yeah. like a weird cannoli. I like those a lot too. I ate most of the one that you got yeah. and brought home and didn't eat. I forgot eat. about it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, you can't like a lot of places when you buy food from like bakeries in the parks they don't really have a means to allow you to carry that stuff home at the kringla bakery they actually had take take home boxes they did yeah yeah it was so nice. that's something to keep in mind um frozen ever after we've done that a few times yep okay china there's a film called reflections of china which i don't think i've ever done not once i don't think i've ever done it either i went into the theater Mm-hmm. But I didn't go in in to the theater. I went to the waiting area. Yeah, I've never, <clears throat> I've never seen that. Yeah, I'd like to see that one. McKenna's thinking about it. I don't think I've seen it. I want to say that I did, but I don't think I have. Have you ever watched the Jewel Dragon Acrobats? Yes, I. They're awesome. I catch them at the end of their performance every single time. I'm walking through, and they're like they're bowing. And I'm like, because <laughs> I want to see them. They look really cool. They are. It is fun to watch. High energy. Lots of cool stuff going on there. Um, Nine Dragons is the table service restaurant. We've never eaten there, but we did eat at the Lotus Blossom Cafe I've recently. Eaten there a few yeah. Times at Nine Dragons. Uh, no. Lotus oh, Lotus Blossom. Lotus Blossom. Blossom. Yeah. Lotus Garden was a restaurant back where we lived and in Knoxville. And they changed the menu up, <laughs> and they shocked me whenever I was like, can I have the orange chicken? And they gave me orange juice. And I was like, I <laughs> <What>? guess. <laughs> 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 it's not a joke. It's what they did. They gave me fried chicken in this little cup that had, like, orange juice and sugar in it. Oh. And Audrey was like, I'll eat it. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no one else wanted it. Uh one thing I'll say about the Lotus Blossom Cafe, the rice, if you get like the jasmine rice or whatever kind of rice I got, it was very floral. It was interesting. Yeah. Hmm. It had a very floral taste to it. I didn't mind, but... I mean, if it's just different. Yeah. I just think that place is okay. I think it's okay, too. It actually is too heavily salted, so when I left... I felt like I had eaten like a pound of salt and I was very thirsty the rest of the day. Mm. Yeah. Joy of Tea is over there too. Joy of Tea. Yep. Joy of Tea is where you can get the uh, tipsy ducks in love. It's gross. It's good. It's a good drink. Bourbon and chocolate. Uh, the problem that I have with it is it's milk and then it has bourbon and the milk kind of like clabbers up. No, you, it doesn't always do that. And you just ha you have to drink it fast. Uh-uh. I'm good. It's good. And they usually are pretty generous with the bourbon, too. So Yeah, they are, but that's okay. I'll pass. <laughs> um, okay. Now we're in Germany. And, of course, that's where Beer Garden is. 
Um, there's a quick service called Summerfest, which is really just right outside of Beer Garden. I've had it. Good? It's good. Yeah, you can get... It's the sausage they sell inside in sauerkraut on a pretzel bun and or like a roll or something. I can't remember. Oh. But it was pretty good. And you can get the spicy mustard that I like. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I enjoy... I don't know how you say this word. Okay. Try. This is the Werther's original caramel store that they have where you can get the caramel popcorn. Um, it's it's written caramel coochie. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't think that's right. Nope. I think you're saying <laughs> How it do you wrong. pronounce that? Look at it. How do you pronounce this word? Cutchy? Cutch? Cutch. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Garrett? Let's all take a shot at it. Kush. Kush? <laughs> Caramel kush? That sounds more Swedish. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have been in there, and we've gotten the, <laughs> the caramel popcorn. <laughs> and it's good. <laughs> and you're ridiculous. Uh, okay. Never had you just original. really went for it. <laughs> I've, never, I've never had a Werther's candy. Just you've uh, never you had a candy. One? I have some in my room. They're good. Uh, sure, they're yeah. very good. I'll, I'll give you. I have like five different kinds. You know what else is awesome in Germany? What you can Pretzel. get. The pretzels there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the big, big pretzels. pretzels. Giant. And then you can get a dunkel with it. Or you can get that grapefruit solid. beer. Yeah. I love that. You love the grapefruit <laughs> beer? <laughs> uh, after you get your grapefruit beer and your giant pretzel, you can go over to Italy where you can watch Sergio, Italian mime and juggler. I think Sergio's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. In Italy, you can eat at Tutto Italia and Via Napoli. I tried to get... So, when I was with my friend a few days ago down there, um, she was like, I really want some pizza. And I was like, let's go to Italy. I I thought she knew that there was pizza in Italy, (laughs) and that's why we went there, but I couldn't find where the pizza was. So, we stood in this line, and apparently we were waiting for a sit-down restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought... We could get pizza there because that it makes sense. Vianapoli yeah, has pizza. I've gotten the pizza yeah, before. Yeah, Dad and I had it. That's yeah. why I got attacked by a seagull. I had the pizza. And then well, we he ate pork me, bun. He attacked my pizza. Well, that was part of the... Because at the um, kiosk outside of Italy for food and wine, they sold pizza. Yeah. That's what you got. Yeah. Um, but at Vianapoli, they have wood-fired pizza, like it's brick oven good. pizza. Yeah, it's, is that it is. sit down or it's a stand sit down. up? Yeah, sit down. It's a stand up restaurant. <laughs> yeah, you just stand there. No, it's a sit down wow. table service. Um, and then Tuto Italia is there as well. There's a wine cellar uh, down under Tuto Italia called Tuto Gusto. I think that's where I went with Drunk Stormtrooper and Heather and Allison and Drunk Storm Tro- and Mita was there. And Drunk Stormtrooper bought us all um, a coffee martini, and it was awesome very interesting we'll have to try that soon why aren't there stand-up restaurants <laughs> <laughs> well there kind of are especially during the festivals because they've got all those tables you have to stand yeah, at but that's quick service what if you go into a really nice restaurant but you have to stand the whole time? i think they have those in other countries maybe like i feel like is this like a japanese thing where they've got the like you get your food and you stand at like a counter or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. I feel like I saw this on some sort of a Anthony Bourdain show. I, I just don't want to stand in my heels. If you stand, you eat faster so you can get out. Well, 
That's you know true. what else is in Italy? What? There's a cart with popsicles, and they have a um, limoncello popsicle. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. Then you can also go into this one area and get wine, and they will give you a shot of limoncello, which is also very, very good. <laughs> I didn't know they had popsicles in Italy. Yep. They're, you're yeah. not allowed to have them. No, there are popsicles you can have. No. Okay. There are there are both alcoholic and non-alcoholic popsicles. And here it is not allowed to have them. Um, but anyway... I've never been to Tudo Italia or Tudo Gusto, so I'd like to do those. Gusto? At the the American Adventure, there's the show, The American Adventure, which you all have seen but claim not to have seen. Well, it's probably so boring, I'm not going to remember it. It's not boring. It's awesome. (laughs) I don't remember it. It is a long show. It's like 40 minutes. Ew. Oh, my God. So here's what I think. If I'm going to sit down in history classes for my young life, why would I go and sit down in a history class in Disney? Because it's for, it's for people who don't have the history classes. It's animatronics. Well, I have it, so I don't need to go. It's animatronics, and it's awesome. Could you pass your citizenship test after no, watching? <laughs> certainly not. Um, I was going to recommend it. <laughs> I know all about history. Well... Don't you have an appreciation for it, and you want to see it acted out by robots? <laughs> no, I hate it. It's a curse, and it's just a curse. If they traded out the robots with like um, the Jetsons as robots, what? I would, I would watch. This that. has nothing to or do like with actual like looking like they look like cartoon robots. I think I'd be a little more interested. Very kind of scary. Um, have you all ever heard the Voices of Liberty, the acapella group that performs in the American Adventure theater no. area? No. no. No? They're good. I've heard them before. I haven't spent much time in the American Adventure area. We're going to be spending more time now because Regal Eagle Smokehouse. Yes. Woo. Craft drafts and barbecue. Um, it says new on the map. You know, when I got this map, it wasn't open, but they're advertising it like it is. Hmm. And then That's Art of insane. Disney is now located in the American Adventure. We've been in there before. Yeah. In Japan, we have... You missed stuff. What did I miss? So, there's a quick service, oh. Liberty Inn. Yes. And then there's also Snack, Fife and Drum. Isn't that where the turkey legs come from? Right. And well, that's why I skipped it. There's also a funnel cake booth oh. over there. Okay. Theme park food. Yeah, very American. Turkey legs and funnel cakes. Which I don't think I've eaten at either of those. Well, why would you? Well, I like a funnel cake. Yeah. And then there's Block and Hans as well, which is where people were getting those uh, Skyliner popcorn buckets. Oh. I feel like I've seen those in a lot of places. Oh, yeah. It says Block and Hans. What's that? So that's popcorn? I don't know what all they sell there. I just know Mm -hmm. that's where people have been getting those popcorn buckets. Okay. Side note about the Skyliner. One of the best Joffrey's specialty drinks is at the Skyliner transfer station. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That thing, it's toffee bits. Yeah. It's, and it's, it tastes like you're drinking sugar is the only problem. But it's very sweet. It's so good. Yeah, it's a Skyliner-themed Joffrey's I mean, drink. Yes. Technically, you are drinking sugar. It's a sugar in it. But straight sugar. It's No it's chaser. Like, I'm just drinking sugar. <laughs> That'd be weird. Just but drinking sugar. Really good. And it makes you like feel like you can see every <laughs> time. Like, and then you go flying on the Skyliner. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Good experience. Yeah. There's All right. Like, oh, no, sorry. We're moving on to Japan. 
you're, you're taking us on a trip on the Skyliner. I just think Joffrey's coffee is so good. And I see people going to Starbucks in the beginning of like the where they put the new Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm in like, Epcot? Yeah, in Epcot. And yeah. I'm like, you're missing out on Joffrey's coffee. And it's just as good. And they have specialty drinks for each boo. It it's is fine. Cool. I like Joffrey's. You're wrong. And I do like their specialty drinks. You like their one that has Fireball in it. Um, that's because it's lemonade with Fireball? Yeah. Well, this one for Pirates of the Caribbean made with uh, salt water. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Salt water coffee. Gross. They could do a salt water toffee coffee. Salt water toffee coffee. Taffy, Actually, you mean. What you're drinking when you drink the Pirates of the Caribbean oh, one is the, uh, the souls of dead pirates. <laughs> we kind of just had the realization it's salt water taffy. Not toffee. Oh, you spoke I right like, over my joke. Sorry, we, we were in the middle of this discovery. <laughs> Whoops. What did you say? Say it again. I said, whenever you drink that coffee for the Pirates of the Caribbean, you drink the souls of dead pirates. <laughs> okay. That's great. <laughs> That's morbid. Can we go on to Japan? Yeah. Okay, Japan. You ready? For the drummers? The Japanese taiko drummers? Matsuriza? Matsuriza, maybe? They're awesome. You don't have to be in Japan to hear the drummers from Japan. Yeah. They put their all into it. It's awesome. It is. They're pretty good. Like, yeah. They go at it. Lots of restaurants in, in Japan. We have Teppan Edo, which is the new place that we... No, 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 no. The new place is Takumite. No, we haven't been there. That we need to go to. Teppan Edo has been there for a while. That one is, I think, the um, Japanese steakhouse. Hibachi. Yeah, hibachi. But we've done Tokyo Dining, which we really liked. Yeah, it was good. Tokyo Dining. It was very good. Yeah, I would do that one again. Mm -hmm. The quick service there is Katsura Grill. Um, I used Tokyo Dining to trick my friends into thinking I was in Japan. (laughs) You did. And we saw through the window Epcot Forever that night. Yeah, and they have a sake area in frozen beer. Yeah. Um, it's Isn't it, um, the frozen beer is, um, what's it called? Kirin? Is it Kirin? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Either way, it's gross. Yeah. Don't get the frozen beer. Yeah, just get some sake. It's delicious. They also have a little shaved ice cream booth oh, where right. you get little pre-made sushi things. Oh, yeah. And it tastes like, it's fine. It tastes like I got sushi from Publix. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not maybe as fresh or as good as what you could get if you go into the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Didn't we get at Tokyo Dining, didn't we get bento boxes? Yes. Those were, it was good. I, I enjoyed that a lot. box. Yeah. Um, Morocco. Are we done with Japan? Yes. And, well, you forgot Mitsukoshi, which is oh, the yeah, best Mitsukoshi. store in Epcot. You're right. And Disney, probably. Well, we've done that a million times. I, I love it. I love Mitsukoshi. And they have the little airy... Did I say it weird? <laughs> you just said Mitsukoshi. Yeah, it's a Mitsukoshi. Wow. <laughs> oh. All right, Garrett, how do you say it? <laughs> Mitsukoshi. No, we forgot about that little Kauai um, art exhibit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where everything is overly happy and animated. Yeah, that's a temporary thing. They'll eventually change that out too. But for now, they've they've got the. It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah, they've had it a long time. Yeah, it is there for now. Now, can we go to Morocco? Yes, because Morocco is one of my favorite places. Okay, so in Morocco we have. There's music by a band called Atlas Fusion. They're 
amazing. They sing some of the Aladdin songs, so they do put some IPM, but then they sing traditional Moroccan songs. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. They're a lot of fun to watch. They get into it. They get really excited. They like to get the crowd into it. We haven't talked about the other bands in the other pavilions. Oh, I know. You're right. I skipped. Like, Germany has polka, oh, and yeah. the guys started rap polka stuff. I don't know. It was it amazing. Was, yeah, they did The rap. guy started rap polka stuff. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but he was rapping, and it was awesome. It's called uh, Polap. I don't know. Nope. Well, and in Mexico, they have that really fun mariachi band. Yeah. Yes. You're right. I'm skipping some of the entertainment. I just mentioned the Moroccan one because it all it always has a lot of exciting energy. If you're if you happen to catch it um, while you're walking by, it's it's hard to pass by without like stopping and enjoying it because it's really fun to watch. And if you haven't walked into the Morocco Pavilion area, you should go back there. It's gorgeous. I got and lost <laughs> at night. It's yeah, it's a little windy, but at night it's beautiful. Like the with the um, stars in the sky and stuff it it really you can kind of almost feel like you're somewhere else yeah it's, it's really amazing yeah it's one of the ones i think people don't realize like you can walk way back in there in the market and there's a lot to see and in the very back is where marrakesh is mm-hmm. um so if you're going to marrakesh you'll have to walk through the market but if even if you're not like there are a lot of stores yeah a lot of shops you can like walk right through them and mm-hmm. not know that they're the same store <laughs> and then you just start going in circles <laughs> yeah but it is very fun and very cool to see. Yeah, Marrakesh is delicious. Yeah. Yeah, we've done Marrakesh. Yeah. Spice Road Table, I went there um, on the night that I found out that I was graduating. And I went and did a little mini celebration. And um, it was awesome. They gave me a free dessert and a table beside me bought me a glass of wine. Nice. So. I've never been. It's really good. We got to go. And yep. if you go, um, you should get Kareem as your waiter. He's fantastic. Yeah, and also uh, Spice Road Table has a bar you can walk into and just grab a drink and go. And it's a good place to do that. Like in festivals, a lot of times, especially if you're getting like beer or the drinks from the kiosk, you get like, these tiny little drinks that are very expensive. Yeah, you get but a sip. You can walk into Spice Road Table and get a large drink for a reasonable price comparatively. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also that quick service place yeah. me and you ate at. Tangerine Cafe. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. I, yeah. You can get shawarma. Yeah. I love shawarma. Yeah. It was very good. Are we good with Morocco? So we've done yeah. everything there. Yeah. We can check Morocco off the list. We don't have to nope, go back. Nope. You guys have to go to Spice Road Table. <laughs> okay. In the France, we have the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, which we've done. And... We don't need to do it again. And Impressions de France, which is the film that's more about like the f- exploring France, like the O Canada film and all that. Mm-hmm. We haven't done the Impressions de France. Mm-mm. I was actually kind of hoping that that was the one that was going to be playing when we went back there because it plays in the same theater as the Beauty and the Beast sing along. Oh, so they alternate. Okay. Yeah. Um, they also have. Fran- a lot of uh, dining in France. They've got th- there's a um, a uh, what do you call it? There's a bakery back there. Oh yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. And they have a, a frosé back there. It's yep. very French. Yeah, it's called uh, Le Le Halles Le Hall. I don't know Les Hall Boulangerie Patisserie. Wow. 
Oh. I don't know. It's good. It, it is very delicious. Then they have two sit-down restaurants, which are Chefs de France and Monsieur Paul. Never been Never to been either. either. I'm interested in Monsieur Paul. I want to go to both. I'm more interested in Monsieur Paul. Why is that? Because that name sounds really familiar, but I can't place my finger on it at this moment. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Ratatouille. And Ratatouille's coming. Ratatouille. I've never done that. We've never done it. I tried to find the Gaston. <laughs> Gustos. <laughs> Gusto. <laughs> I cannot talk today. It's your fault. Yeah. You couldn't talk. I can't Gusto. talk. It's spreading. The Gusto sign the other day, and I could not find it. Please hand it over. <laughs> I am asking nicely. It. Come on. They also have those really cool, um, the chef and the guy who climbs the chairs. Okay, no, but Ratatouille. McKenna. Let's talk about it. It's going to happen, and I'm going to be there, and I will fight people. Do it. You fight like, them. You like thinking about, like, stealing signs. You're going to steal that sign. If who I are you, the Houston it? Astros? Yes. Hey-o. Oh, burn. <laughs> um, I want that sign. <laughs> Stick it up there. <laughs> okay. It's coming. And that will be awesome. But yes, they do have a uh, performance by a comical waiter and wine steward where they stack up all these chairs and like climb to the top of it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Hold on. Garrett's favorite thing is in France. Ah. Uh, it's not my favorite thing. It's one of your favorites. It's crepes. Crips. You always want a crepe when we go. Yeah, but it's not my favorite thing. Yeah, this last time you got the um, hazelnut spread and banana Very crepe. Good. Does it have banana? It tastes like it. I think it does. Garrett usually just gets hazelnut, and that's it. Maybe it's just hazelnut and powdered every sugar. Every time I get that crepe, it tastes like it has banana on it. But it might just because every time I have a crepe, <laughs> it has banana on it. Yeah, so kind of you like, just imagine banana. Yeah. I got the one that had the strawberry preserve this last time, and it was good. Um, the crepes are very good, and they're fast. Um, I enjoy a lemon and sugar crepe. Ah. Those are good. Lemon sugar? I don't know if they have them there. I don't remember. Oh. I enjoy the food that they have right now for a festival of the art. In, arts. Um, arts. In France. Like that tomato stuffed with uh, beef short rib, mm -hmm. and then the, the brie bread bowl. Oh, my gosh. Well... Those are specific festival things. I know, I know, I know we're not doing that, but still, I love it. Okay. They are good. So that's France. Good with France? Good. Okay. In the UK, the first thing that comes to my mind is British Revolution, because... We've seen them We've seen it a hundred so times. times. Yeah. And if you ever go with Allison, you will definitely see it, because <laughs> it's her favorite thing to do. Yes. Go see the British Revolution rock band. Um, they also have... The Rose and Crown dining room and the bar. Mm-hmm. And then they have the Yorkshire County Fish Shop, or if, if you just want the fish and chips. And there's a lot of stuff to see in the UK. You can walk way back in the shops in there, and it's a cool pavilion. And in the back, where British Re Revolution plays is where you can meet Mary Poppins. Yeah. And Alice is usually out front by the tea shop. Mm-hmm. So... We did the Perry the Platypus thing there. Yeah. Well, one thing I didn't mention is just a cross-world showcase the Perry the Platypus put... Yep. Agent P's World Showcase Adventure. It's going away. And it's going away, yeah. Being I mean, replaced by DuckTales. We've done everything in the UK. Yeah, we've done it all. And it's been good. Uh-huh. I've never done the DuckTales thing. 
Nope, but we will. I've never used the bathroom in UK. I have. I use that bathroom all the time. I avoid it. Why? Because I think everyone uses that bath. Oh, maybe. But it seems to always be... I use that bath. I meant to say bathroom, but I got (laughs) cut short by my own tongue. (laughs) The timing of when I need to go, it always ends up that I have to use the UK bathroom. I go there a lot. I think I haven't used the bathroom in the World Showcase. You have. You went to the one in uh, American Adventure the last time we were there. Oh. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, got him. Aha! Okay, last stop in World Showcase is Canada, if you're going clockwise. The new film is Canada Far and Wide, which we did see, and it's fine. I, I did like the old one. I know the old one I was dated. I the old one. I liked Martin Short a lot. I like this one, though. It's fine. It's not funny. It I... made me want to move to Canada. <laughs> You should have seen Martin Short's version, because you never got to see yeah. it, Garrett. It was awesome. He was great. I love Martin Short. Yeah. I know they needed to update that video, but I feel like they could have just kept Martin Short in it. Yeah, or like just been like, hey, you want to come back? Do, yeah. do, do a new again? one. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, God. And still made it funny and mm-hmm. and and maybe a little more um, current. It was a little nauseating. Yeah, this one, yeah, there's a little bit, because it's a 360 film, and there's a little bit of motion going on, so... Be aware of that. Um, they do have a band that plays out front. Um, they they're pl- usually a lot of fun. Yeah, they're pretty good. They sing um, in French band. usually. They have English songs too, but they sing a lot of French songs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a mix. Mm-hmm. They mix it up. Um, and Canada, again, a pavilion that doesn't get explored enough. There's a lot to see. Go back and check out that waterfall in the back. And, and the Queen's Garden. Yeah, the Queen's Garden. It's, it's awesome. Very cool. And then, of course, the diming, diming is Le Cellier. Which we have seen and eaten. Very good. <laughs> in there. We have seen and eaten. Thank you. And they've, it was good. They've got some good pretzel rolls. Yeah. They do. Down it's pretty there. awesome there, too. Garrett can tell you where to get the best pretzel rolls and the best pretzels. So we've All done quite a bit in Epcot. We have. It's It really comes down to dining, because we just haven't eaten in most of these places. Yeah. Um... I'm ready to go to Takumite. Yeah. And I want to go eat in France at somewhere there. I want to go to Tudo, Tudo Gusto or Tudo... Which one? Which one's the rest? Which one? Tudo Italia. Ratatouille ride. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Tudo Italia. Okay. And try that. I want to do the Ratatouille ride. I want to do quick service. I do want to do Mexico. Garden Grill. Yeah. 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 Garden Grill is good. It is good. And you can see Living with the Land. You can even hear it. Living with the Land. <laughs> we ought to try Nine Dragons at some point to see. Because we just don't have great Chinese restaurants near our house. And maybe Nine Dragons would be very good. Maybe. And it would satisfy the craving. Maybe. Possibly. But, but I've been very disappointed with Orlando Chinese food. Yeah. I don't know. But I do want to go to a hot pot place that I found in Orlando. So <laughs> Put that on your non-Disney bucket list. Exactly. So that's it. We do pretty well in Epcot. We, I, I guess the other thing is there's a couple films we didn't see, like the France and the China film. We, and I would like to see those. I mean, I know that it's easy to like walk by stuff like that when you're in the parks because you're like, I got to get to that next ride or I need to go do this. Like trying to run around, get to Frozen or Test Track or whatever it may be. But here's what you are maybe missing out on. Those rides or the films are usually you can like you don't really have to wait. You can pretty much walk right into them. They're air conditioned. Yep. 
at, and I know for sure at the France one, you get to sit down. Um, I don't know about China. You know what's really great, though? Um, we should consider ourselves pretty lucky that Epcot's changing so that way. <laughs> We have more things to do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's for Frank and Jen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of these things that um, are coming are going to be fun, but it really is kind of really changing what Epcot, the best, the, the face of Epcot. The best change they could do, and I'm directing this towards Frank and Jen, mm-hmm. is make Epcot exactly like Animal Kingdom 2. <laughs> I like this idea. Yeah, yeah. We could get um, our new BFF. Uh, what was his name? I already forgot. See, that's oh, how close what we bad are. BFF, you are. You've forgotten the name of Joe Rody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's our BFF, <laughs> and uh, he can reimagine Epcot for us. Yeah, he could do it. I imagine this: like the west part of the of the Epcot and east are separated. One side is overgrown with plants and stuff, and there's critters and animals all over the place. The other side is if we don't do something about global warming, it's all, they just flood the whole thing. Wow. Um. <laughs> Interesting message. But yeah, just uh, in closing, uh, Sam and I totally met Joe Rody. No big deal. Nothing to say about that. Yeah, we definitely did meet him, even though I didn't remember his for, name. For all you haters that don't want to go to Animal Kingdom and you haven't been to Nomad Lounge, that's fine. We'll keep going and hanging out with Joe Rody. So, yeah, enjoy enjoy your time crying in hashtag AlwaysMGM. <laughs> <laughs> this is a specific message. <laughs> I, you'll be sweating to death, and we'll be comfortably sitting in Nomad Lounge with in, or Imagineers. <laughs> yeah, just chilling with Imagineers. You know. Specifically Joe Rody. Where yeah. in Hollywood Studios can you get the watermelon drink? <laughs> they could probably make a watermelon drink somewhere in no, Hollywood Studios. They could not. Hashtag always watermelon drink. <laughs> Hashtag no more sour sarlacc. <laughs> <laughs> See, another reason to hate Hollywood Studios. Yeah. He got so sad. <laughs> I don't hate Hollywood Studios, but it is my least no. favorite part. We don't hate any of the Disney parks. I just, right now... We are. This is a this is a diss track. Oh, <laughs> where yeah. In Hollywood Studios, can you meet a parrot? You can't. You can't. <laughs> but you can in Magic Kingdom. That's true. Well, we never said Magic Kingdom. I know, but like, I'm just like there are two other places you can meet a parrot, and one of them is not Hollywood Studios. That's true. And I think the food there, out of all the parks, is. Nah. Baseline Tap House has good snacks. Ronto wraps are good. Woody's Lunchbox is good. But it's just snacky stuff. It's not... You can't... You don't like like 50s Prime Time? You don't like the Sci-Fi Dine-In? You don't like... We've never been to the Brown Derby. What are we doing? The Hollywood Studios never have I ever now? No. Animal Kingdom is filled with good food, though. And Never have I ever found shade in Hollywood (laughs) (laughs) Studios. All right. On that note, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thanks so much for listening. Um, If there's these things in Epcot that we say we haven't done that you are shocked and amazed or you feel like we need to do immediately, please let us know. How do you do that? You can do it on the social media. And send us your money. We're at Morning Monorail on Twitter. We're Monday Morning Monorail on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook. And we have a website, MondayMorningMonorailPodcast.com. You can email us. Monday morning monorail at gmail.com. 
And you can call our voicemail, 407-917-2144. I decided to slow it down. Eight six seven five three. No, that's not the voicemail eight, number. Seven, five, <laughs> well, right. at Gummy Bear King Two on Twitter. <laughs> Go follow me. Go follow him. And thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for interacting with us throughout the week. We love it. We love you, and we'll see you again on another episode of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Bye bye. Bye bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all.